Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Morata, host of the program, and happy to be on with you. Happy we got through the technological issues, and happy to see my friend Eric Nichols dancing on the other side of the screen to the music way out in Oregon. We are going to meet today's guest here in a moment, Eric Nichols. Uh, he is a Oregon school principal. He is involved with the Rural Oregon uh, Principals Association out there. And we're going to meet Eric in a, in a minute. And I thank him for his patience. We had some tech issues here. Uh, but we are live on Facebook. Happy to be a member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada. Uh, super uh, happy with them and uh, happy to be on. So if you're watching live, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a, a question, and get involved in the podcast. Um, I would like to thank today's uh, sponsor of the podcast, and Collar. I'm wearing my school gear today. I got my my school um, or my tie on, and they're both and Collar gear. Uh, it's great uh, school wear. It's waterproof. Uh, it's sweatproof, and they feel good. You know, it's flexible. I put my school logo on here. So I'm going to bring some Ann Collar with me to the Oregon uh, meeting there. But I do want to thank them for a sponsor. If you're interested in checking them out, use code MARADA10 for your discount. And uh, um, it's it's great stuff. So it's Ann Collar. I appreciate them sponsoring the program. Let's get started. Show number 180. Again, if you're watching live, uh, I would love for you to jump in uh, the program. The opening concept today is about connecting, right? I am very excited to be going out to the conference coming up this next weekend, and it's the Rural Principals Conference in, in Oregon. And what does a guy from Staten Island, an Italian New Yorker, have to do with rural principals? What do we have in common? Well, we have a lot in common, right? It might be a different school setting. But kids are kids, relationships are relationships, teachers are teachers, and leadership is leadership. And it transcends, right? Things that I do successfully as a leader uh, can help me, and those things are, are going to help other leaders, and I'm going to learn from them too. Uh, we have so many of those things in common, regardless of the school setting. Is transportation different? Is the school culture different? Sure. But we as school leaders can find common ground, and that's my goal, is to build connections with them and, and, and make those relationships. Um, and I look at it, right? We might be different. We might be from different backgrounds, but we can still add to each other's lives. We can still uh, take in the content. We can take in the culture. We can take in what, what the other person is given. I'm looking forward to meeting Jill Siller. Uh, she is another guest going to be there. I'm looking forward to learning from Eric and, and what he's done out there. And speaking of Eric, let's bring, bring him in the program. He's been uh, patiently waiting on the other end here and uh, happy we're able to connect. Here is Eric Nichols from the office in Oregon. Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm glad we were able to make this work and uh, uh, happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, the I, I how many how many meetings like these have we done? Like Zoom and Google Meets and all that and um so shake your hand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in it. I'm I'm happy to see you face to face here shortly, so it'll be good. 
Cool. And we're going to be in person. Eric, you are organizing wide open spaces. Bend, Oregon. Uh, we have 40, 50 people coming from around the state. What are you hoping to get out of this conference? Tell us a little bit about what, what it's all about. Mm. So this is round three. Uh, we took it. We had a little gap here um, due to, uh, I don't know, we had something happen here. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Pandemic. Anyway. Um so, hey, that, that said, uh, we've had a couple uh, get-togethers, and the point was rural school leaders. Whether you're a superintendent, which in many cases in Oregon, uh, you're both, right? You're the superintendent principal, or you might be the head teacher. You might be the only teacher, right? In, in, in Harney County, where I'm at, uh, we've got a lot of one-room schoolhouses. Think about Little House on the Prairie. Uh, that that's kind of the concept that K through eight model in, in this building right here where I'm at, um, we have a dormitory. Our school district is ten thousand square miles. Wow. It's bigger than seven states. Um, so kids are coming in from all over and they stay in our dormitory uh, Sunday night through Thursday night. Uh, if they're in athletics, they might stay some of those weekend nights as well. Um, and so we're out here on an island, right? Yes, we have this internet thing. Uh, yes, we have the phone, um, but you know, like it's not the same. It's not the same as being in person. It's not the same as being able to go across the hall to your colleague in your PLC, et cetera. So, so the idea behind wide open spaces, right? These, these vast school districts, these, these rural islands, if you will, is to get together and, and create some relationships, create some networks. Cause you know, like there's so much turnover in education, especially in leadership right now. Uh, what's the average tenure of a superintendent right now? 2.7 years, three years, principals kind of on that same cycle. Um, so creating some of those relationships and those support networks. So that's our goal here with Wide Open Spaces is um, this. Being able to have somebody that you can call when the times are tough, being able to share some ideas, bang some ideas off each other. Um, let me give you an example. My very first day with kids in the building I got to school super, super early and we found a gun clip underneath Ooh. a tree on campus. Ooh. And it was like, what could, I can't write this stuff, right? Um, so I didn't want to seem inept. I didn't want to seem like a dorky first year principal. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to call my superintendent and be like, what do I do? What do I do? Um, so kind of went through those things and and so i called my my high school principal uh the principal whose office i sat in uh what i because i was never in trouble but anyway uh so i called him and he kind of walked me through his suggested steps once i got that plan once i calmed down whatever i then called my boss and, and let her know like hey here's the steps i've taken and of course again it was like 4 30 in the morning because i was super excited for day one um, but, uh, we made it happen. We did the right things. And it was because I had that network because I had those relationships. So that's what we're trying to do is, is create those, uh, situations where folks can get together and talk shop. Yeah. And we have, uh, you know, we have a schedule and a plan, but there's also some downtime where we can build those relationships. And, and I get a chance to learn from some of those principles as well. Um, Eric, tell us about you. Tell us about mm. your role. You're a principal here. You have a big family. Uh, <laughs> but tell me about your leadership journey to becoming a principal mm. and, and what you're currently doing now. 
So I grew up in a town of about 10,000 and uh, I always enjoyed education. I, I was I was that guy that spent some time at school, right? I was the guy who got to school at 6 a.m. And, uh, you know, I did leadership and I did all the sports. I just loved school and I didn't get home till seven, eight o'clock sometimes. I lived about 400 yards from school. Wow. Um, and so that's where I spent my time. That's where the, that was the hub of the community. Right. And so, um, you know, I was there, uh, shooting hoops or I was there, uh, helping out in the yearbook or I was there pestering the language arts teacher, you know, whatever that was, I grew up at school. When I went to college, you know, my, my goal, I went to Boise state, go Broncos, um, big blue, right? Big blue turf. But Hey, um, I, I was I was going to go do something else, right? I was going to be a sports broadcaster, me and Al Michaels or Bob Costas, whatever it was, right? John Madden. And uh, I found out there wasn't too many of those jobs. Uh, and so um, I fell in love um, with coaching first, which is just teaching. Just happened to might be you know on a basketball court or an athletic arena, whatever that is. And then um, started going that route as well. And... Um, Fell in love with teaching and fell in love with education. Um, I spent so much time in it that my life has been operating on bells for a long time. Yeah. Um, so kind of went that route. And um, I married a gal here in Eastern Oregon. So from Boise to Eastern Oregon, here I am. And um, I was doing basketball camp one summer after seven years teaching here in Oregon. And the superintendent came and visited me, brand new superintendent. She goes, Hey, I'd like you to apply for this job. And so had a great conversation in my shorts and t-shirt was kind of my interview that day. <laughs> and um, she called me and said, Hey, you didn't get that job, but I hired you or I would like to hire you for the middle school principal job. This is four days before school was to start. Oh my goodness. So I took the job and uh, there I went um, and uh Went from there and I've done various roles here in, in rural uh, Eastern Oregon. I've done the middle school principal job, tech director, curriculum director, federal program, all that stuff. Right. And then I went to supporting those one room schoolhouses I talked about at, at an education service district here. Um, I also then took on a virtual school principal, which is statewide. So that keeps me busy. I'm still doing that. And then I'm doing this dormitory principal job right here, right now. And um, um, I, you know what? I, I've mowed lawns for schools. Uh, I've done the janitorial work, like we all do, right? I've done federal programs. Community, you know, that's what you do in rural education. You kind of do it all. You you fill the gaps. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. And and um, now I'm trying to reach out um, and support with my experiences and get people together and um, making it so we can all communicate and have that support that we all need. Nice. And you're looking to support, you're looking to have some professional development for these leaders, Eric, and you're in charge of this conference, right? And it's been great yeah. to work with you planning it. Tell me about PD, right? PD gets mm. a knock. People think, ah, oh, it's bad. You know, what, what type of PD are you looking for to support these leaders, mm. uh, bringing them together? You know, I, I kind of started first with teaching practices when we really started with professional development and, and uh, you know, really leaned on the the works of Anita Archer, Kevin Feldman, just kind of in classroom teaching practices. I carried that over in my staff meetings and 
and kind of led a lot of those conversations and, you know, think, pair, share, and just some of those, some of those tactics, partnering tactics and um, just good teaching stuff that we, we need to be doing. And so uh, then we really got into ed tech and, but did it with pedagogy, right? Like how can this add to your classroom, add to those practices? Uh, we had a lot of conversations around uh, just equitable practices and, and, and getting kids involved in our classroom via engagement, um, engaging our community, engaging our kids, engaging our parents, and, and kind of have been down those um, things. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's not cliche because it's just flat true. Relationships matter. And right now, that's really what I'm focusing on is relationships. You know, again, we had this thing, I don't know, pandemic or something, uh, where uh, it's caused some time where folks have been alone or have been just across the screen from each other. And so we are really, really focused on relationships. Relationships are the foundation of it all. And so until we have those, it's hard to get elsewhere, right? Um, I don't I can't remember exactly what the quote is or who said it, but about um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Um, and so that's, that's really what we're trying to do here. And I, that's where I hope that we're excelling at with professional development uh, as a school district, as a state, as a nation, whatever. And we're going to kick off the conference with the conversation of partnerships, building those partnerships. Eric, one of the ways you do that is you're very connected on Twitter, right? You're a connected mm -hmm. yep. educator. Um, is that, the, you know, how do being so rural, how do the principals stay connected and combat that feeling of isolation? You know, Andrew, it's it's hard, right? Because um, I'll talk to some folks and like Twitter, uh, that's something that, no, no. Uh, you know, I, I, I pick up the phone and that's okay, right? That's okay. But if you're not connected, like, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, I, I just don't know how you do it anymore. Um, where's your support system, right? Where's your, and so that's, yes. Uh, one of the things I, I mean, I, I absolutely, I pick up the phone. Absolutely, I email. But Twitter has been a lifeline for me. Um, it has it has got me through some tough situations. It's given me some ideas that I would have never thought about. Um, it's connected with me with some people that I would never dream of, of being connected with. And um, it, it's been a godsend. Twitter's top notch. It really is, and it's a great tool, whether you're you know, in a big city, in, around, because you can reach so many people. So yep. I do recommend that for sure. Eric, you're also uh, a busy guy. You, you have a big family. Uh, you're involved with the conference here. You're leading in multiple levels. How, how do you find balance in your life with your wife, with your kids, your schedules, the driving, these far distances? How do you, how do you balance it all? Uh, really good question. Um, I need to get better at it. Um, and I have an advantage. Like I live on campus. So, and my wife teaches here. All my kids, my four kids go here. Um, so I get to see my kids in the classroom. I, you know, so yeah, I have that advantage and that that's not something I've had for, I mean, prior to all that, um, you know, for all my teaching career, um, it was hard and it's something I got to get better at. But I'll tell you what, um, Sundays um, from from 6 a.m. or whenever my my 
seven-year-old is getting up and waking me up, um, right? Uh, to about 4 p.m., like that's that's family time. Um, I, I do some work Sunday night to get ready for the week, and, and that, that's what I have to do to, to make it all work. But that time right there is is our time. And then I'll tell you what, I bring my kids to ball games. Uh, I bring my kids to school stuff. Like it wouldn't surprise me if if because my kid got out here 28 minutes ago, uh, three of my four got out 20 minutes. They might they might bust in on this. Um, you know, that, that's just part of the family and, and how we make it work. And my wife's coaching volleyball over here. Um, and so they might be in her volleyball practice. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's and it's just a the rural environment often is a community family environment. We take care of each other. Right. Um, if my kids are being naughty, like they know, like, oh, no, 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 no. And, and, and we just have those agreements here. Um, and so and if someone else's kids are being naughty, we're going to have a conversation. So um, it's something I got to get better at, Andrew. But um, it sure has helped being here on on the same campus. So not not great advice for anybody like bring them in, <laughs> get your wife hired, you know, whatever it is. But um, it's something that we've made work here and, and uh, we're always striving to do to get better. Yeah. It is hard. And I, and I, I give you kudos for saying, Hey, I, I need to get better at it because it's always a work in progress. Uh, I only have three, uh, you know, you add a fourth there, it's a game changer. Uh, but just trying to balance it all right. Including a, a professional life outside of work. Mm. Um, you know, it is, is it a balance? You know, my, my motto is to try to enjoy the ride, right? They're, they're going to be grown up. They're going to be, uh, uh, yep. My daughter's a freshman now. I told my wife, I said, she's only got three more seasons of volleyball. And that's it. Like, right. Uh, unless she plays in college. So enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Cool. Um, speaking of Sunday mornings, Eric, you, your son joined us on, on the book writing seminar last right? uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and you jumped on there and it was 6 30 AM on a yeah. Saturday for you, but you showed up there. Is that something that you're looking to dip your, your toe in? I know you have a chapter coming out in uh, Rick Jetter's book here. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that is that a project that you're looking to do to, to, to write? Yeah, like so. So I dove I dove into my doctorate. I've done everything. I, I'm actually on chapter two of, of my work, which was I think I last engaged in that a year and a half ago. Um, life just got a hold of me, and and uh, again that balance, right? Just made that decision to discontinue for now. Uh, yeah, I've had several conversations with with various folks about it. Yes, um, and I think the concept that is most grasping me is is connectivity, uh, especially in the rural environment. Right? It's just like how can we support these folks? You know, um, I, I wish I had I wish I had my thesis in front of me, right? And I, I could give you these stats, but the majority of our nation is rural, right? And and, and the majority of our school districts are rural. Um, we need to support these folks and, and we need to support each other. And so that's something that I'm pretty passionate about and hence wide open spaces. Um, has it grabbed a hold of me and, and helped me write a book yet? No. Um, again, that balance, I just haven't, um, haven't done that yet. And, and you gave some great strategies, by the way, um, for us to do that. And, um, when I get there, um, if that's the top we're going to roll with, I, um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, Yes. Um, just not yet. Yeah. Well, I love it. And I think you should. I think people need to hear that voice, Eric. And, um, you know, I just booked after that, after our meeting, I just booked a, a few more nights at that place that I go to write to create that separation. Right. You're in, okay. the mix. You're in your school. The kids are there. You're right. Like, 
it's hard. You, you, you got to find that separation. So if you're a school leader trying to find balance like Eric and I, that's the one thing I would say, Eric, carve that time out for yourself Game on. To, to do that deep work. Yeah. Because, uh, I would love to see you do that. And, and, uh, because you are an energetic uh, school leader here. And I'm looking forward to reading your chapter in uh, Jetter's book there. Game on. Let's do it. <laughs> the school leader, right? 101 things to stop uh, stop doing there. Is it 101 or 100? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's 100. But may, if that special chapter comes through, I don't I don't think he would be out of bounds going 101. <laughs> well, that's our friend Rick Jetter in, in Buffalo. Uh, and I wish you the best with that. Um, Eric, you, you mentioned uh, your principal, right? Here, you're in a principal role, and you called your principal uh, for, for advice, right? Mm -hmm. Who who were some mentors that were influential uh, in your life, uh, going from a teacher to a, a principal? But who were some some mentors, and what were some things they helped you with? I didn't know that about like my principal was in the built was in my building today. He's taking on a different role in our region and he's doing some uh, career technical education support with our wood shop, our welding program, and some of that. So I, I met with him this morning for about an hour. Nice. Um, and unfortunately, like he tells my current students that when I was a student, some of the things and so, but he's been pretty good about it, but still fun, still fun to have him here today. Learned a ton from him. Um, my current superintendent is awesome and we we uh we have co-roles and, and we do the virtual uh school as well as this school together uh we are a tag team it is it is awesome his strengths my strengths are are way different and our weaknesses and so uh we're, we're a team and it's been awesome that way um i've learned a ton from various coaches um, that, that I've got to see, um, and, and they're, they're teaching, uh, coaching is teaching. Right. Um, and, and so I've learned a ton from, from a lot of great coaches, um, Rick Jetter, Rebecca Coda, uh, Amanda Mayu, uh, all those three individuals at pushing boundaries have helped me out, uh, with various philosophies. Um, and I'll tell you what, um, a good book can be a great mentor too. And, and there's so many good books out there right now just to gain some ideas from. Um, I, I, I have to say this name, Dr. Kevin Feldman in the San Francisco area is a top notch individual around teaching practices and, and improving school. Right. He talks about uh, there's only a couple ways to improve schools. Right. You're going to get a bunch of new students. Or are you going to improve teaching? Right. And like, we're, no, we're not going to replace 500 students. Right. That's who's coming through the door. And, and no, it's about improving teaching and improving our practices. And Dr. Kevin Feldman is a massive mentor uh, in, in our practices and in, in our schools. And so uh, I, I can't. I don't have enough toes and fingers for all the people that have influenced me uh, to count them. Um, everybody, every day. I, I, you know, it's just about listening to everybody, listening to kids. Kids influence me every day. Uh, everybody, you, sir, your text, your book, this one right here got to me. Uh, see a little prop right here. Uh, but uh, hey, no, uh, everybody, every day. It's about it's about gaining something um, from everybody. Everybody's got something to say. We we just need to open our ears and listen. I love the growth mindset, Eric. I love your energy and uh, 
Uh, good for you. We'll have to reach out to Dr. Kevin Feldman. Mm, you uh, should. That, he's down. a man on fire. You think I got energy? That guy. Woo! <laughs> I love it. Eric, what was something that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? Uh, you know, Andrew, I think you, I think you touched on the, the, the majority of it. I just... One of the, one of my key things, and, and I know it's, again, it's kind of cliche. We talk about student voice, teacher voice, um, but for real, one, one, of, one of the things that I say, and, and, it's, and, and I say it a lot, people make fun of me a little bit, but I'm like, listen, no, like really listen, like stop thinking about what you're going to say next. Stop, stop, right? No, no, no. Just sit and just listen. And everybody is saying something so important. And um, like, we just need to drop everything, slow down a little bit and, and listen to our students in our, in our schools, listen to what they're saying, listen to what do they want? What do they need? Right? Like, like, have you asked them? Um, have you asked your teachers what they want, what they need? Are you getting into their classrooms and asking them what's going down? And, and uh, that, that stuff right there has changed my life. Um, I, I worked with the Quality Institute, Russ Quality, Lisa Landy, a little bit, and uh, they some of their concepts really, really changed me. And about just just listening and but but asking those questions that need to be asked, like, well, hey, how's lunch? Hey, we want we want Taco Tuesday. That right there. That changed kids' lives, man. They were like tacos every Tuesday, you know, like that made them so happy. Or, or hey, we want better toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that stuff, right? Like, I, those are little wins. Those are little wins for school leaders that will gain traction for you for some tough conversations you might have to have later. Um, anyway, uh, we, we just got to listen more. So that's just something that I, I try to preach and teach and important stuff. I agree, Eric. And uh, if you're watching live and you're listening, certainly jump in the program or leave us a comment. Eric, we have the conference coming up this weekend, Wide Open Spaces, uh, Bend, Oregon. Honored to be part of it. Dr. Jill Siller uh, coming from Texas as well. Uh, what would be a few words that you would want people to hear who are coming to the conference, the mentors that are coming? What would be some few words that you would say about this coming weekend? Uh, I, I keep it super brief, right? Like, like folks know that uh, when we dive in and we're, we're talking about kids and we're talking about teachers, like we're talking about stuff that matters. This stuff matters, right? Kids' education, kids' well-being, teacher well-being. Like what I what I tell kids and what, what I'll do when when we when I when I meet with our mentors first, as soon as we're done with that conversation and folks are coming in, like it's hands in, it's game on. Like it is game on. And every single day, every single minute that we are in school, we got to teach like our hair is on fire. Like it's that important. It is game on. Every second matters with these kids um, and with our teachers supporting those kids. And so um, that's that's like I, I say that a ton. Our, our graduation speech two years ago, our valedictorian, and as Mr. Nichols would say, game on. Right. Game no, on. It is game on. Right. Here we go. Game on. Well, I'm happy to be in the game with you. Looking forward to it. Let's get game on with rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, these are quick questions, Eric. Because first thing that comes to your head, are you ready? Ready. You mentioned reading. Last book you read. Mm, Robin Jackson's Stop Building, Start Lead. Uh, hold up, hold up. Stop Leading, Start 
Stop leading, start building. Mm. Last movie you saw. Uh, I rewatched the end of this. I was flipping through the channels. The Natural. You know, <sighs> bam, the lights exploded. I had to watch. I had to. Yeah. When I walk down the street, I want people to say, there goes Roy Hobbs. Right, like, Roy Hobbs. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love it. I love, I love it. the lights. Fa favorite, favorite place to travel. Oh, so I went to Hawaii three years ago. Great Ooh. spot. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, love political science, love history. Washington, D.C., Civil War battlefields. That just gets me right here. Wow. Okay. I'm looking for a chaperone for the DC trip. Uh, Ball sign me up. <laughs> We're on a bus. Nichols is coming from Oregon. <laughs> uh, what's a podcast? We talked about being connected. What's a podcast you subscribe to in addition to Education Leadership Beyond, of course? Oh, uh, right, right. Uh, you know what? I'm a fantasy football guy, so I do oh, a little right. bit of that. But uh, Silas Knowles and Pushing Boundaries has had 76 different great leaders on so far um it's an awesome one check it out nice uh you mentioned a lot of challenges in your work what would you say is the greatest challenge in your work mm, tough stories man there's a lot of tough stories and there's some that hit you right here um and and when you got that seven-year-old and and you know what's happened to him mm. you can't not take some of that stuff home you just got to go hug your kids and, you know, do whatever you need to do, but um, support our kids. So those are, those, those are tough. And along those lines, what's your, what's your go-to stress reliever, Eric? This is a marathon we're on here. We got to keep running. We got to keep leading. How do you relieve your stress? I coach a little basketball. So that, that's my game. But I also try to get out um, no cell phone service, which out here in rural Oregon, there's there's quite a bit of no cell phone service in some cases. I try to get out and do some walking and uh, me and the birds. I like it. On 8 a.m. Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Uh, I'm probably jazzed up a little bit because I'm on cup of coffee number five and I'm ready to go for if it may be college game day or I'm ready to go with whatever me and the fam are doing or I'm getting ready to go for whatever sporting event is here at our high school. Best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life? Too many books to list. Something about Eric Nichols that people don't know about. So I was hit by a drunk driver in the year 2000, 1967 Ford F-150. Uh, fractured my neck, traumatic brain injury. Uh, my short-term memory has been affected. Um, so I, I talked to folks a, a little bit about uh, drinking and driving, making good decisions and whatnot. Um, but uh, also about overcoming obstacles in our lives. Um, my short-term memory has definitely been impacted, but it, you, we can overcome. We can overcome just about anything. Wow. Amen, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, Eric, you mentioned some things you're doing now. What are some long-term goals you have, three to five years? Ooh, I just want to keep helping people. That's my number one goal right now, serving others. Um, what happens, happens. Uh, one of my favorite quotes ever, good things happen to good people. Uh, I don't know who said it, but I love it. And uh, we're going to keep serving others and keep trying to help individuals, keep helping kids. I love it. How can people get in touch with you, Eric? Uh, I am Eric Nichols at gmail.com or I am Eric Nichols uh, on Twitter. Uh, Eric Nichols was taken. So I am before that. <laughs> <laughs> This is Eric Nichols. We are going to be in Bend, Oregon, to all of the Oregon leaders. 
uh, that we're going to meet. We're excited to be part of it. I'm looking forward to sharing the surviving and thriving message, but also learning from you and becoming part of that support system. Eric, that's great. Um, I appreciate you. And this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we would get through the hurdles. Yeah, we're all right. Love being here. Thank you. Cool. You stay on the line a second, Eric. We're going to get that music that you were going here. I am at Andrew Murata, uh 21 on Twitter. I do want to thank uh, today's sponsor again and Collar. Uh, that discount code is Murata 10 uh, Plug that in there. It's great stuff. Eric, we're going to get you some of that gear as well. There you go. The school leader surviving and thriving. Signing off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I got to raise the volume up. Let's get it. There we go.